Attention all patriots, it's time for the Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the hard truth about today's current events. Welcome to episode 74 of the Signal 50 Podcast with your hosts Alpha and Bravo. Bravo, how are you this fine afternoon? It's great to be back in the cold <laughs> of, uh, yeah. of the area. I, got, I just got back from a little uh, visit out to my parents. Shout out to them. Uh, they're doing great. And uh, they live in a very high altitude area that is extremely dry. So I like humidity sometimes. Yep. It's a really different uh, going to a different climate than where you're from. So, well, I'm yep. glad everybody's doing well out there. Uh, welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast, everybody, uh, where we're trying to bring you some hard truth on current events and, you know, a little bit of commentary between two old lifelong friends. So, you know, we've got a lot of material to cover today. There's an awful lot going on in the news cycle, as everybody's uh, seen. And we need to get everybody caught up on a few things. And we're going to try to move through this uh, material pretty quickly. It's a it's a big it's a big information show today a uh, lot of lot of stuff going on it's just it's almost too much but you know um we'd like to thank you for uh sticking with us and coming back to join us you know we're we're out there we're on getter and we're, we're all over the place and the podcast the numbers are increasing and we'd like to thank you very much for that your listenership and and trusting us with an hour of your day I yep, that. and we're also found on Rumble. If you like to have a video right. player in your background while you're working on your stuff, we're meant to be more of a podcast than a uh, video presentation. But it's there on Rumble if you like to see that. Right. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Again, so without further ado, let's get right into it. We'd like to do a quick hit segment to get everybody caught up on things that you should be paying attention to or you were paying attention to. Want to bring back some stories here really fast. We're going to run through the list of stuff that we've been talking about that is starting to develop, has developed, uh, and we need to be paying attention to. So, you know, in the last program, we talked a little bit about Durham. Uh, in the past couple of shows, we said Durham was uh, not gone. You know, the uh, special prosecutor, special counsel that's out there that's been active uh, for quite some time doing an investigation. And everybody wants things to move faster. They're looking into the origins of the Russia, Russia Gate and uh, the Spygate probe. Um, everybody wants things fast, uh, especially people that think uh, pretty much like we do. But, you know, it, I'd rather have it right than fast. So there's there's a lot happening there. Um, Hillary is out there, you know, that recently we, we mentioned, Hey, keep an eye out for Durham. Right. Uh, and, and I, and I think that that was an appropriate thing to do. We're not going to get into a lot of detail. There's plenty of other people that have talked about it. You can find it in the news, but I, I would have to say that Sussman and all of those people that are involved with Perkins Coie, uh, and the Hillary Clinton, uh, generation of this dirty dossier against Clinton that they are uh, Trump that they used to beat him over the head with for five years. Russia, Russia, Russia is, mm. is just absolutely collapsed. And mm -hmm. they found out exactly how it came about. And you're, you're going to see some indictments. Um, yeah. Are there going to be high level people? Don't know. Uh, I hope so. But it's, it's going to, it's going to get a lot more intense as we get going here. It's, it's just the tip of the iceberg, everything underneath the surface of the water that you don't see is uh, the heavy duty stuff that, yeah, uh, this investigation is going to start bringing out to the open, I believe. Right. I mean, this was big stuff. I mean, this right. is not anything that needs to be ignored. I mean, you've got people that spied on a presidential campaign. They they spied on Trump Tower. They spied on 
uh, the white, they even spied on the white house, um, yeah. in certain ways. And I think there's a little bit more to it than DNS information. Uh, there's, there's a lot there, uh, to unpack, but you know, Hillary's in full denial and spin mode, blaming Trump and Fox news and everybody else. And, you know, okay, fine. Great. Nobody's buying it anymore. Hillary, um, <laughs> nobody's buying it. Yeah. She, she, she's, yeah, she's pointing everyone out. She's putting the blame everywhere else and she's not taking responsibility. And we're all saying enough of you. Well, I don't blame her for not taking responsibility because responsibility probably means some sort of an indictment. But, mm. you know, I get that. But still, you know, nobody's no one's buying it. She's just That's a total right. denial over it. They're casting blame all over the place. And Sussman's right. filing motions to get the indictment chart thrown out and all sorts of other crazy business. So we'll see what's going on. So in, in other news, the economy. Hitting the skids, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Hitting the skids. It's hitting the skids. Stock market dropped 633 points yesterday, mm. uh, stoking fears in the Ukraine and, and all the other world events, COVID, the jobs numbers, everything is not helping anybody out. Uh, the jobs numbers coming from the Department of Labor are, are fantastic. But then when you go and you look at the numbers from the ADP payroll numbers, it tells a very different story. So we need to keep an eye on that story because I, I think there's some monkey business there. Right. You know, the, the numbers from the uh, federal agency, I'm trying to remember the department of labor. Yes. They're saying, Oh, there's plenty of jobs being created. And then no. it's not matching up to the people that actually process your payroll. You know, That's ADP right. is a huge payroll service. And, uh, most people have ADP, uh, when they get their paychecks, uh, and it's doesn't comport. There's a, there's a mismatch here. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. A mismatch. Huge. Yeah, so we need to keep an eye on that. We yeah. we definitely need to keep an eye on that. ADP is the the index of reference that uh, that news sources and everybody use and economists use to judge how the job market is really going. So that's that's important to know. Yeah. So okay, so we've got Canadian truckers. We still have the Canadian truckers parked in Ottawa, and uh, the Canadian government has basically declared war against anybody who thinks differently than them. Uh, and, and we're not talking kinetic yet. And again, not yet. It's important to understand the different versions of it. You have, you have propaganda and information, and you have financial, uh, which they've ratcheted it up on. We'll get into in a second. And you have kinetic, where they start using military force. Now, I believe that the truckers have shown themselves to be freedom-loving, and they are also peaceful. And this is 100% peaceful. This is what a peaceful protest is supposed to look like, not what happened in 2020 with BLM and Antifa, just saying. Yeah, and you know, never mind the fact that Trudeau paid be, uh, Antifa forty-five million dollars yep. out of the Canadian uh, Treasury, but you know that's fine. It's mm -hmm. okay. That's fine. <laughs> that doesn't matter. You know, listen, and, and it, it they're declaring a financial war against these truckers. They're going to bankrupt them. They're going to take their bank accounts. They're going to do all sorts of mean, nasty things to these people. Uh, tow trucks, you know, suspend registrations, fine them exorbitant amounts for being in Ottawa, blah, 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 blah. You know, this is what despots do when they get desperate, right? Uh, it's not about freedom. It's not about public health or safety anymore. It's about power and control. Right. And uh, the more they, they, they go on cranking down the restrictions on these people, the more they show their true face. So, you know, listen, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the narrative forming and, and, information wars and et cetera later on in the program to keep us on track. You know, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, what, what could be the fallout from this? I mean, mm. is, is a Canadian worker general strike looming? I would say if the, if Trudeau keeps ratcheting up his side of the equation where he's not, you know, let's just say 
Alpha, it would be very easy for Trudeau to bring in the the truckers consortium or whoever you know the leadership there. What would you like? Let's talk about it. Instead, Trudeau was not doing that. No, he is doubling down on stupid, right? Yes, doubling down on stupid, and he's not listening to anybody except himself, and he's wrong. Right, Just he that. is. And, and you know, i got to be honest with you. These truckers are very thoughtful. I mean, look, they're making a real big pain in the ass out of themselves in Ottawa and the border crossings and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's a major inconvenience. But you know what? Who said that you're not going to be inconvenienced when you piss off, you know, a great number of people that love freedom and you're being uh, a totalitarian? So taking into account the needs of their average Canadian uh, brothers and sisters, you know, they made accounts and, and accommodations to make sure that standard goods and services travel through Canada and get to the grocery stores as needed. There are a portion of truckers that are not participating. This is very well coordinated and organized. Okay. So yep. they kept the flow of goods and services within the borders of Canada under control. And they, and they kept that moving to the people. The next step is going to be a total strike across Canada. So yep. they're going to make it hurt. They yep. could make it hurt really bad. So, you know, uh, we're, we're running short of time for the first segment here. We got about 30 seconds left. Rumor has it the truckers are coming to D.C. next. Uh, that's to be determined. They're trying to keep that on the QT so the government can't really do a whole lot about it, you know, as time goes on. Um, but uh, it's it's very interesting. And in, in a lot of places that are very sensitive to truckers and such like that, you're, you're watching these mandates come apart. Yep. And there, there is a website. Uh, they, they are, they, you can look, check out the people's convoy, uh, the, the people's convoy.org and check out there and get some more details, but they are keeping on the hush hush. Yeah, they are. They are keeping it on the hush hush. So, you know, not to be left out of the discussion, <laughs> we've got a big pharma update. Cute. This, this is kind of a significant, uh, significant discussion here, not right. discussion, but a little bit of, uh some data points that we need to be keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, I've been checking around and I've heard a lot of things and I've read in certain places that the CEO of Moderna, mm. this is a developing story. Not yep. a lot of people are talking about this. Apparently this gentleman deleted all of his social media, Twitter, yep. Facebook, everything. Decided all to them. cash in his stock and increase his tax liability. <laughs> well, and, and pocket a whole bunch of money. That's right. 500, $500 million worth of stock. Wow, that's a and lot of dis- money. And, and he just disappeared. Yeah. Gone. And where'd he go? Where's Waldo? I'm not sure what his name is, but it's not Waldo. No, um, it, it is not Waldo, and nobody knows where the hell this guy went. He dropped off the face of the earth, it looks like. Yep, gone. See you, bye. I, my understanding is he went to the UAE. Maybe. Mm. No extradition from the UAE. I was just about to say, did he go to a place where they are not going to be able to extradite extradition uh, laws? are not favorable, right? Totally, completely possible, yes. Uh, so the question then I just have to ask real quick, Alf, is why? Why? Very excellent Gen X question. Why? <laughs> just We'll talk about that in a minute, but why? Why? Why did he do that? I think there's something to hide. Uh, you think? <laughs> and and uh, he, he may have heard some signals with uh, thanks to the truckers up north that people are not tolerating these mandates anymore. And I believe the stock was starting to crash anyway. So he wanted to get out while the, the, the getting out was good, but he also was concerned that there was information coming out about how problematic these, um, these medications are. I'm not even calling them vaccines anymore, but these medications. That's right. 
the, these treatments are, are not working and they're, uh, they, they just aren't working. Okay. Right. Nothing, nothing that they've done has worked. Uh, the effectiveness isn't there and maybe their gravy train is coming to an end because mm-hmm. this Omicron thing might've been the godsend that everybody needed to provide some herd immunity. True and, herd immunity. True herd immunity. That's right. Oh yep. yeah. Because whatever science, 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 science. Pfizer, a mm. uh, little quick Pfizer update. How does the CEO of Pfizer, the veterinarian guy who's in charge of Pfizer, I can't remember mm. his name. How does somebody get a 24 hour notice appointment with the president of the United States in the, in the white house? Mm. What's the emergency there? Nine one one. What's the emergency that happened? That happened in July and we're just hearing about it. I know. How did that, how that happened? Why? What um, were they talking about? What were they saying? What was going on? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Mm, why is the question, I guess. Why? Why? We need to ask why. Yep. Nobody's providing the answers, and it's getting very frustrating. And that leads me to my next point. Mm. We've been talking a little bit about the letter that Madison Cawthorn penned to the DOD, DHS, and Health and Human Services folks mm-hmm. uh, regarding... Um, um, the origins of COVID-19, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, and treatments and all that other stuff after the major from DARPA uh, had his letter to the inspector general, uh, his report to the inspector general came out. You know, the answer, the question of, uh, you know, these questions are yet to be answered in a public forum. I've contacted Madison Cawthorn and everybody else on that list, and I've gotten absolutely nothing. Crickets. You know, crickets. Absolutely crickets. Even Even if you are... Uh, your congressperson is not involved in that letter, which we published on our Telegram page. I urge you to call your congresspeople because this is these answers affect every single American Republican, Democrat, Northerner, Southerner, Californian. It doesn't make any difference. All of this stuff has an impact on you. Right. And what is our government doing to get to the bottom of of the origins of COVID and and the concealment of treatments? Um, American people. Hmm. Right now, nothing. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So here's here's another here's another question that may uh, answer your question as to why uh, Cawthorn is being ignored by the rest of the Congress. And there's a developing story on the progress, Project Veritas video where the FDA is being called out for what's going on. They want us to keep vaxxing until pharma recovers its billions. I guess that's the real the real answer there, isn't it? So don't take my word for it. I have. We have some uh, video that we're going to share with you. And Alpha, I think that's the, that may be a small answer to your question. Is that fair to say? Follow the money, baby. Follow the money. So stand by, everyone. Here's a video to show all that beautiful Project Veritas footage. Yes. So they're giving more money. Yes, that's great. And Increase the chance of uh, an approval. Well, the dirty stuff is never really publicized. I mean, yeah, obviously but there's, it's, come there's on, more it's pre- me. there's more pressure. There's more pressure to prove something. There's almost a billion dollars a year going into FDA's budget from the people we um, regulate. A long time ago, uh, Congress approved uh, user fees for FDA. Basically, we charge the industry. Uh, millions of dollars in order to hire more drug reviewers and vaccine reviewers, uh, which will speed up the approval process so they make more money. They tone down the impact of the user fees on their operations because they know they're dependent on the drug companies. And 
the vaccine companies and these other companies for their agency to operate. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. They pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. Well, there's a money center for uh, Pfizer and the drug companies to um, promote um, additional vaccinations. See, it'll be a recurring um, fountain of revenue. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. Well, I mean, obviously, there are some people in the agency which might think more favorably on some drug, the drug companies mm -hmm. that are in the approval process. Wait, five and a half billion for what? FDA and all these like uh, organizations within FDA, they like started to see all this cash in their eyes. It's like, oh, I, I need to grab some of that. And I think we've gone too far on that. The money gets banked. It's not spent. It's a multi-year, and the money gets banked there, and uh, you want to be able to spend it. Spend it on on whatever you can whether it's right or wrong. So if you speak out about it, if you see them. You're, you're, um, you're Mark. You're not going to get to certain levels in government. Better just to stay, stay quiet and accept it. Wow. Well, thank you, Veritas. Um, Damn, there it is. And it's all about money. So we had... Well, I can take that tinfoil hat off, Alpha, can I? Because I was saying yeah. that the money was everything and driving the the reason for why they're cutting down on generic medication that would have treated this in the first place. Well, they didn't, they didn't just cut it out. They 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 took anybody that discussed it and they mm -hmm. they put you in some kind of a gulag, you know, yeah. a social media, you know, self-imposed gulag, and they've got everybody in the world you know, uh, gaslit into believing that that stuff doesn't work when it, it really does. And there are, are peer reviewed studies and on the street clinical trials and, and treatments of like, uh, millions of people mm -hmm. that, uh, it shows the effectiveness of very cheap drugs that are like 20 cents a dose. So you can see how things were set up in the beginning. The FDA was established along with the, um, CDC was established in such a way that would continuously be beneficial to a small number of people and forgot their main focus. That's right. It's a pay to play oh. scheme. It's a pay to play scheme. And this, this leads me to another bullet that we have here on the piece of paper that we wrote and we agreed on. These people have no credibility with me anymore. And, uh, I second your motion, sir. No credibility. Okay. So this goes along with, this is a nice segue into the next, uh, the next area that we want to talk about in the mm -hmm. show today, you know, listen, everybody, everybody is entitled to think however they want. Everybody is entitled to believe whatever they want. Okay. But in this day and age, we, we need to start really exercising some critical thinking skills. Mm -hmm. That project Veritas video really pulls the mask off of the why of, mm -hmm. of everything that we've seen for the last two years right? with, with the COVID-19 uh, debacle, right. you know, what is the motivation for the FDA to approve medications? It's money, right? The money. pharmaceutical companies pay billions of dollars every year to the FDA as a user fee for them to hire more scientists to do this, that, and the other thing. And it fills the FDA's coffers. It's a revenue stream for the right. government. And just as a side note, the NIH also has, uh, principal investigators established where right. they set up their, their 
there are studies that say, yes, this is safe and effective. We all saw what happened when it was, quote, safe and effective, and it's still trying to be played out right now. But one of the things that you and I remember fondly when we were in um, early years of uh, uh, middle school and oh, high yeah, school, yeah, yeah, yeah. social studies, believe it or not, that was a, there was a, um, I don't know what they call it now, but it was social studies back then. That's we, right. Glo we, we called it global studies. Right. Social studies are global studies, but right. you know, okay. So let's back up a little bit. Hold on one second. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to let everybody know something here. Okay. In case you hadn't figured it out, we're Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just dated ourselves. <laughs> we did date ourselves, but there's somebody I'm particularly fond of out there that I talk to all the time. And we have the three points of being a Gen Xer. Mm -hmm. It's three questions that every Gen Xer asks reflexively when somebody says to do something. Why? Why? That's number one. Generally speaking, the first response is no. That's right. I mean, there's some nuance here that we don't necessarily agree on, but it's why no. And if you don't, and if the evidence doesn't support the theory to do something, it's no way. Correct. Give me three good reasons to do something. That's right. Three good reasons. And not because of feeling or passion or because I say so. And that's like right. I say to my daughter, um, I said so. Well, there's sometimes when parents, you can't explain it. But for me personally, right. when this stuff came out, about COVID, about masks, about this, about that. I'm like, why? Show me the data. And what what, what happened, everyone? There was no data to be shown to us. They didn't and do it. Still, and there still isn't any data. Well, there is data. Conv but I was skeptical. Yes. I, uh, this is where the no came in, right, Alvin? When I said no. Absolutely. It doesn't make any sense to me. This doesn't make sense. Common sense. All right. right. And, and then when somebody starts, and then when somebody starts feeding me a line that once you have a virus, you're still susceptible to it. No. I said, what? <laughs> no. 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 That doesn't work that way. Remember back in September, our season one, we were talking about chickenpox, and you had the worst case of it because oh uh, you're older. I had when I was younger. I had no big deal with it because the immune system works. That's right. It's a marvelous thing. So you know this. This all goes back to Gen Xers, right? Right. We're we were brought up. We're a critical thinking generation. We were brought up. We had really good teachers. Right. They were they were drunk as hell and smoking cigarettes in the teachers' lounge. But at the end of the day, they taught us how to be skeptical. Correct. And question that's, authority respectfully. That's right. That was the mantra of our childhood. It's okay to question authority as long as you're respectful. Right. So now that we're a little older and we care less about being respectful. Because we've earned our respect. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be so nice about it. We're going to question everything, or we should be questioning more. Instead, you know, we're just not. Right. So a big part of our upbringing, Bravo, uh, yep. yours and mine, was we had actual science class. Right. Scientific method of investigation. That's right. Put out, put out, your, put out your, your hypothesis. If I take water and I throw it onto a magnesium fire... It's going to get a lot brighter and a lot worse. Remember that little concept? I mean, from the firefighting days too. There's certain things you don't throw water onto. Yeah. I never throw them, water on an antique. Ne never, never, never throw water on an old beetle. It's a bad idea. That's right. And what happens? Something happens. But that's that's a hypothesis. It can be proven and it can be yeah. reproduced. Right. That's right. Yep. So it has to be a reproducible, predictable result based upon evidence. That's correct. Now, back. Back then, 
<laughs> we, we were <laughs> we didn't have a library or an iPhone or a computer to do. We had to use the card catalog. We had to access the information was a little bit more limiting, but we had oh, to sure. go seek it out. We had to actually go find it. We had to look, take an active process to go get it. When someone says to you, go Google it. And I say, well, I don't like Google. I don't use it. But you know, when you say Google something or use your internet browser to find it, you type in a few letters and it up it comes. Yeah. And you don't know what you're getting for information. You don't know if it's right, wrong, or indifferent, or who's published it. That's you right. have no idea. You have no idea. Okay. Right. So the truth has become a, a pretty loose, uh, a loose concept uh, as we've gotten older. You know, and, and these younger people, and, and you're exactly right, Bravo. These younger kids, they rely on Google and technology and whatever. They don't, they don't, they never got taught to chase things down the right way. Everything is so easy right? Mm -hmm. Just, yeah. oh, I, somebody on social media said, or somebody this, that, or the other thing said, or, you know, I've been telelearning for the last two years and I've been fed fear uh, of this, that, and the other right. thing for the last two years. So this is what I believe. Mm -hmm. And they, people only use one source of information. Right. They don't, first of all, they don't go down the, the search listing very far, no. but that let's just say they find something that's near the top of their search and then they go to the the title and they don't read anything past it. They may not even click past it to get into the <laughs> article because they're burying all the information that where you really could use that you can make you kind of stop and think is buried so far down into these 10,000 word essays of gobbledygook. Um, the real, they call it burying the lead and that's where you find it. <laughs> right. What do I say to you all the time, my friend? <laughs> I say, do you want it fast or do you want it right? That's correct. Okay. So I have a theory that nobody reads below the headline anymore. Right. And I, I agree with you. <laughs> I think I've been proven true. Right. And, you know, another thing is everybody's been programmed over the years to just absolutely take everything that the mainstream media gives you as the rote truth. Mm. It's not because they have an agenda. There, there, there are no truth tellers anymore out there. Uh, very few. I, mm -hmm. I would say that James O'Keefe is one of those very few people out there. Uh, that is John interested Solomon. in the truth. John Solomon, Dan Bongino, uh, Dan Bongino, even Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Yep. I don't like everything he says, but boy, he doesn't make anything up. Right. So what are we talking about? We're talking about credibility. That's right. You know, do reputations. You know, uh, I don't believe in the uh, in the uh, AP anymore. I, I, yeah. I was like, I don't use them as a source. Yahoo News. Forget it. Do you okay. Yahoo? No, I don't. I do not. Never. 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 MC, you know, you know, mainstream media sources, the MSN, right? When they came out, oh, there's supposed to be news and everything. It's all, it's all something called propaganda. Well, you know? it's all opinion and uh, opinion is propaganda. Opinion can be propaganda. I mean, there's no hard news mm -hmm. anymore. That's, you know, the hard news is like the OANs and the Newsmaxes. They have hard news programs and they're, they're castigated off to the side and they're not mm -hmm. mainstream. And, and you get, uh, you know, John Solomon and you get these, these real big truth tellers that are out there and nobody can get access to them mm -hmm. because you're just so blinded, blinded right. by the crap that goes through somebody else's filter, right. like credibility. Okay. So let's go through some stories that, you know, lead me to believe we've been being lied to for years and you can debate me if you want. There mm. are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. That's why uh, we're at war with them. 
you know, back then when it was, it was very convincing. They had pictures, they had tr pictures of trucks with trailers and missile launchers on them. And I was like, yeah, okay, I guess. Let's yeah, go get they them. Did. Maybe they did. Maybe they went somewhere else, but they weren't. They never really truly found them. Okay. Right. Look, yeah, we went to war in Iraq. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dumping on the people that fought the war. I'm dumping at the people that told them to go to war in right. Iraq. Okay. Right. So let's just be clear there. Anna Nicole Smith, she married for love. Okay. So we'll move on to that. <laughs> so you've got the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax falling apart, uh, fell apart a couple of years ago, falling apart even more as we speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and that was nonstop for four years, four years mm -hmm. in the media. And that gaslighting we talked about earlier, you know, tell a, tell a lie, tell it uh, with confidence and tell it often people start believing it. Now, That's right. one other thing I think that leads to, and you mentioned it about uh, the, the news and how it's being portrayed. I think propaganda is defined a little bit more specifically towards purposeful misinformation to, uh, to obtain a certain reaction from the population it's targeted to. That's right. It's an emotional plea for reaction emotions and emotions. just think about your conversations everyone you've had with loved ones family and you talked about covid and you try to bring these things up about why they call you a conspiracy theorist and that you're a trump deranged they go into trump derangement syndrome look it's all comes down to propaganda and if people are willing to to do what we said for you to think about critically think ask you know say why uh no because you're not giving me any good things to talk about and no way. Right. Exactly. You know, so, you know, we, we need to separate emotion from fact. When we're mm -hmm. talking about the news and information and, and understanding the scientific process and everything, there's, there's a huge, vast difference between emotion and fact. Emotion is just that. It's emotion. It's, it's a statement made to get you to respond emotionally. In fact, right. sometimes gets lost behind emotions. Right. It's polarizing. It is very polarizing. Positive, so, negative, black, that's, white, that's liberal, right. conservative. And I will tell you, there are very few. Well, there are some issues that are definitely black and white. Okay. Yep. But there are very few issues that are black or white. They're blended in, in ways and there's nuance and you have mm -hmm. to be sensitive to that. Shades of gray. Shades of gray. Yep. Uh, there are always shades of gray and you've got to weigh how much tint you put in there. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. So the media mantra is, if it bleeds, it leads. Mm. All right. So what is the media in the business of doing? They're in the business of selling advertising. Right. They want to get you to watch. So they're going to make an emotional plea to you. COVID, you're going to die. You're going to die. Blah, blah, blah. It bleeds, it leads. Right. They've right. done this to everybody for two years. It's easier to manipulate through somebody through fear than anything else. Right. And then Fear. what happens? You, you run on an emotion, not, not fact. That's right. It is so much easier to sell emotion right. than facts. Yep. It's very polarizing. And we see it every single day. Yep. Like, let's take the masking thing, for example. Ugh. I know. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> the, they've been pushing masks in schools and masks on kids and masks and masks and masks and masks and vaccinations and all this other stuff. Okay. And there's two camps of people, people that say, okay, yep, cool. I'll, I'll wear a mask. And there's camps of people that say, no, I'm never going to wear a mask. Okay. Just for an example, the evidence does not point to the fact that masks made of cloth do anything for anybody. Okay. All right. 
Now, when we want to talk about that, you get a lot of the social media bleed over. And, and, you know, I hate to say it, but social media has become an integral part of a lot of people's lives. And they go there and they look at things over and over and over again, and they get bombarded with all of this information. Right. Whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, it's mostly opinion and it's emotional. Right. You tie a face to a name, to this, to that, to the other thing. It's emotion. Becomes an echo chamber. And correct. then leads to being easily fooled. And not listening to the three things we just mentioned earlier. No, excuse me, why? No, and no way. That's right. You have to be skeptical of everything you see. Now, again, when you talk about masks, just real quick, if someone has a medical condition, if you're working in a medical area or you're doing some kind of surgery or look, masks have their sources and there's better masks than others. Just remember. That's right. Being wearing masks on kids in the middle of school. Eh doesn't do anything they, they've right. been proven to be ineffective right i don't know what everybody's afraid of we were told that all these vaccinations were effective too weren't we and safe and safe right so time's going to tell on that one but ineffective i would say that we are not terribly effective correct but that the evidence does not support the fact that these vaccinations were effective at all that's right. If they were, why are we still afraid? Why are we running around wearing masks? Why are we shunning people? Why are we segregating people? Right. That if you're that worried about it, go get your vaccine and you're, you should be good, right? Apparently not. Right. All right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, this all goes along with a narrative. And we're going to talk a little bit more about this later on here. But mm-hmm. narratives. Okay. Many years ago, we, we, we've always been subject to a narrative, a political narrative, uh, all sorts of narratives. The story that they want to tell us, right? Correct. So if you basically, um, uh, in recent, uh, so Trump, for instance, uh, exposed the falsehood of the legacy media. He started calling them fake news. That's right. Now, Granted, it's like taking a hammer and hitting you over the head with it because it's a very blunt. That's blunt force trauma, right? Absolutely. Trump exposed, he started calling them the fake media mm-hmm. and the fake news. And what are we all doing right now? Because he was right. <laughs> oh, boy, was he right. He, right. he, he went so far, he, he, he just tore the mask right off of everything and finally woke a lot of people up to say, you know what? The media is full of crap. Right. And what did they do? You know, this goes back to the credibility statement. You know, Russia, 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 Putin put a bounty on U.S. soldiers in Afghanistan. The the stories that the media and the narrative that they wanted to spin to make people look bad or look good, it's it's all come to light. I mean, it's, right. it's just over and over and over again. <clears throat> Trump called them fake media, fake news. Right. But then it led to all this propaganda being everywhere. And, oh, yeah. And... You're not able to discern what is fact from fiction or emotion uh, being and responding to those, uh, like we early, you know, earlier mentioned about being skeptical of what's being said. That's what propaganda is. It's it's there to get you on the emotional roller coaster and and conform to whatever the government wants you to do. Right. The narrative of fear. The narrative right. of Trump is bad. Trump is a racist. Oh, and another thing I really want to, I really want to say is there's a, a really dangerous, dangerous narrative out there um, that 
and, and, and you hear these media pundits, you hear them say this crap all the time, you know, because some idiot trooped through the Canadian truckers with a swastika flag, mm-hmm. Justin Trudeau gets up in front of parliament and says that these truckers and Canadians are, are racist because there was one idiot with a, a, with a swastika flag there. Okay. Follow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So when you, when you consider that, they think they want to tell everybody that because somebody might align with certain views of another party, that means that they're allies. That is the least true statement in the world. Correct. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a narrative that's out there that has everybody fooled. Yeah. And it's... Look at all the Klan members at the Trump rally. What Klan members? Uh, yeah, exactly. I, I don't I, get it. But the problem is if you're not listening or looking for yourself, then again, it falls into the same... No, excuse me. Why? No, and no way. Keep forgetting exactly. about why, because I'm always asking why anyway. Yeah, you have to ask why. I mean, right. why is why is my favorite question? It's the most powerful three letters put together in the English language. Why? Right. Right. So you know, we we've gone through the narrative section. In, in what does the media want you to believe? What what are they trying to make you believe today? And I think that that's the what what heartstring are they tugging on to make you believe their line of crap to m- right. manipulate you into a line of thinking. So no, let's get into false flags and the information war, which again, there may be different versions of war. We're not talking about getting a gun and shooting someone. That's not the war we're talking about. We're talking about information and propaganda. And that false flag happens to be Ukraine right now. And it very well could be. Right. It, it very well could be. Right. Biden needs a war and a distraction. And notice how we put the and in there. To bring these two thoughts together, Biden needs a war because he needs a distraction. That's our that's our hypothesis. Okay. Yeah, things are things are just going so badly for the Biden administration that they 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 need to beg off of everybody keeping an eye on everything that's going on in Washington D.C. The walls are coming down on these people. Everything they're doing is falling apart. And it's it's shown as data points through polls. Again, be careful what polls you pay attention to. That's right. Uh, look at inflation. I, 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 I say, let's go, Brandon, every time I put gas in my car. And uh, uh, anyone go to the grocery store and can't find what they're looking for. Just saying. Or did you look at the price of groceries lately? That's crazy. Oh. So, you know, listen, there was a story out, uh, I believe it was, um, it was yesterday, mm-hmm. that Russian separatists had shelled a kindergarten in the eastern section of Ukraine. So they... There's, there's the hard strings. I'm asking why, why? Okay. okay. So they shelled a, a, a kindergarten in the yeah. Eastern section of Ukraine. Russians did it. Mm. How come the Ukraine hasn't gone to war? Mm. Um, is that Who's, true? Who, <laughs> First of all, it's true. true. Is, is it true? true? Nobody uh, seems terribly agitated about it. And I don't see any dead kids on TV. No. You know, the pictures of, uh, I haven't uh, seen it. Bombed out school. I don't see it. I haven't seen it. I any. saw a bombed out building. I, I don't know that that's a sky. I don't know what that is. And I, if somebody did that, if somebody did blow up a school, you know, who did it? Nobody knows. Right. Where are all the dead kids? Where are all the dead kids? And how come no one's throwing bullets back and forth at each other yet? Well, because I don't think anybody's buying it anymore. That's right. And here's the real, here's the real question as to why, why are we concerned about the Ukraine? 
and the borders with Russia set and completely distracted from our border in the South. That's right. That's, we have I think a- that's your answer right there. So yes. I say no war with Ukraine because we need to worry about our own damn borders, not Ukraine's border. Well, do we need a war? Yeah, we. Biden needs a war. He's in such a pickle. Right. This is a giant wag the dog exercise. Mm. He's got a humanitarian crisis unfolding on our own border. Mm-hmm. We've got fentanyl coming across the border, you know, wholesale fashion. It's just, it's just the most insane thing I've ever seen. Right. And just, just remind everyone, the U.S. is really war-weary to begin with. And I was a little bit too young for Vietnam when it was going on. But if you you really get a war started and you don't, don't even talk about how the military is not even ready to go there or anything like that or our personnel, and well, that's another story. But we're war-weary. That Vietnam protest, that I guess it was going on back then, you might as well multiply it by five if, if, the, if they really go down this road to going to the Ukraine and starting a war there. What makes anybody think that that war is going to stay in the Ukraine when you're dealing with a nuclear superpower like Russia? Again, why? We don't, Biden wants a war because he needs to get attention. And he thinks that it's going to bring everyone together around this war cry. And, and we're all saying to ourselves, wait, we've had 20 years of blood and treasure loss in Afghanistan. What the hell are you thinking about going to war in Ukraine for? And why would any of our allies even trust us if we join them? That's right. Because we, we, we uh, ducked and covered and ditched everyone when we were leaving Afghanistan, when we had a plan in place to get out of there the right way. <laughs> Insanity. Total. It's Total. totally insane. It's totally insane what's going on. I, I can't even. I've right. seen a lot of things in my life, Bravo, but I've never seen anything quite like this before. No. No, this is insane. You know, listen. So, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. Because it shakes you. You know what? I'm still shaking my head. So I'm not, I'm going to have to say no way, Alpha. No way. Nope. No way. Absolutely. Why? No. No way. Uh-uh. Doesn't make any sense. Makes no sense. Right. All right. So on to something that, you know, is a, a topic of discussion between Bravo and myself. And we, we have differing views on, on this. Everything we said in this program kind of aligns in a way to... Our next topic, it's called the Great Reset, and I'm mm. sure everybody's heard the term, and I'm going to, you know, we're going to read you the definition. We're going to point you to a source uh, for an article at imprimus.hillsdale.edu. What is the Great Reset? We'll find a way to put that link out on Telegram for everybody. Well, put it in the comments below. We'll put it into the comments yep. on the podcast. Um, this is, the, the, again, this source goes through our three questions. Yep. Why? No, no way. That this source is much better than some other places like WikiLeaks or uh, I'm not uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> WikiLeaks, Wikipedia. What's the difference, right? Exactly. So, you know, the, the long and the short of it is I'm going to read the definition, the accepted public out there definition of the Great Reset. Okay. <laughs> so everybody can get sort of a 50,000 foot kind of grasp on one of the concepts of the Great Reset. Okay. There's many in the Hillsdale article, you need to read it. It's very academically written. It'll hurt your melon, but you need to read it. It's a great read. It's about a 20 minute read. Yeah. And you probably want to read it again. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let me read. <clears throat> let me prepare my best narrator. It's like a pipe, sir, and a bow tie. 
I want Morgan Freeman to narrate this, but he's not available today. All right, ready? So yep. here we go. The Great Reset is the name of the 50th annual meeting of the World Economic Forum, also known as the WEF, held in June 2020. It brought together high-profile business and political leaders convened by Charles, Prince of Wales, and the World Economic Forum with the theme of rebuilding society and the economy following the COVID-19 pandemic. All right. That's today's definition of the Great Reset, right? That's correct. All right. We have differing opinions on the whole Great Reset as a concept between Bravo and myself. Um, I'm not going to say anything about tinfoil hats because I got fitted for mine a long time ago. <laughs> Thanks right? ninth grade uh, social studies class. <laughs> Pretty much scarred for life. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't know that there's some great and powerful organization out there that's, that's pulling all the strings necessarily. What I feel the, the great reset is, is the governments of the world and, and maybe certain groups countering a populist movement. You know, the government uh, has been in control for a very long time, not necessarily our government, you know, governments around the world. And I think Trump absolutely scared the bejesus out of them because he taught people to stand up and fight. You know, when you saw Trump get elected because he's not a member of their little club, the world just absolutely flipped, right? Mm. They, it was an all-out assault on that guy to get rid of him. You know, and this is all a one world thing. I, I, I think I believe somewhat in that, but as long as people are yearning to be free, it's, it's just never going to happen. You know, people have freedom. People aren't going to give up their freedoms that easily. Well, maybe they will after this whole COVID thing. I don't know, but the people are starting to fight back. Mm -hmm. I think that definitely explains the uh, constant assault from the, the, the left on the second amendment and even the first amendment. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as this is an armed population, we're not going to be Australia, right? Mm. Well, as long as we have the Constitution, I would say. <laughs> and we keep believing, in, you know, we have that as our founding document. Well, right. You know, and there are a lot of theories about the true meaning and definition of the Great Reset, okay? Apparently, there have been a lot of opportunities at the World Economic Forum and the Davos people and all these people have tried to do something like this. And, and I just, I don't know. What mm. do you think? I mean, what's your... So here's my, here's my theory. And a lot of it is based on that Hill, Hill, um, Hillsdale college, uh, uh, article, but also looking at other data points throughout. So here, here's what I'm thinking. This, this is a purposeful, uh, deliberate, uh, power and control, uh, from a one world government. This is, this is the way that we're planning on doing this. And they did a lot through economics, um, and, and financial uh, prowess. Why? Because you and I know that if you don't have money, you don't have anything to be able to buy things, but you also don't have power, right? So money and power are two different items separately, but put them together, they go together like peanut butter and jelly, okay? So, and it's to manipulate via debt so they get all the countries 
to pay interest to these large amounts of spending that they don't have money for. Like you and I, Alpha, we know if we can't go out and afford something or pay our credit cards off every, every month, I'm not buying it, okay? Because I don't need the interest. I don't want to be indebted uh, to someone else that has the power because they have the money and I don't, okay? And if you look through history, um, many examples are going through this, all right? So we have uh, the income tax uh, was added in, 19, in the 1920s. I think it was 23, if I'm not mistaken, to the Constitution, where the government would collect income tax, and that's where you get the IRS from now. But that was done because they wanted to be able to pay back the interest that was going on to these central banks. And that's where the money and power is centralized it's in these banks. Fast forward to the 70s. Alpha, you remember um, the, the oil shortage, right? The gas shortages and the lines, you know? I think I just saw that last weekend at the pump. Mm. So we had shortages that were done on purpose. And this was not because, you know, there, there was a, they, they were talking about, and this was a narrative back then. And this is through my research and reading. Uh, they, they wanted to get off the gold standard. Nixon did this. He got off the gold standard. And then in order to buy oil, and uh, if you make it scarce, it costs more. And the central bank went to the U.S. dollar where it became the, the currency to buy oil, trans, you know, to buy oil. So my theory on this great reset is that the fiat currency, you know, the currency that you and I carry in our pockets says federal reserve note. It's not from the treasury. It's from the federal reserve note. Our government just basically gave the power to make money to the federal reserve and the central bank, Western central bank. Okay. And what you see now is that the fiat currency, they, they, they just keep printing it like the money. There's not even a money tree in the backyard anymore. It's just they print the money. Inflation's going out of control. The economy doesn't believe in the dollar anymore. The confidence in the system is being completely destroyed. And the lack of control and freedom that the central bank wants to impose on all of us is going to line up into a social credit score which is what China does. Now we all have credit scores for our credit cards. Social credit score is a way to control and take power and freedom away. So this whole central reset of the great reset is a way to get out of the fiat currency because it's running out of its believability. That's my theory on the great reset. <sighs> all right. I can somewhat go along with that. It's about control at the end of the day. That's correct. It's about control. It's about taking away freedom. So when we couldn't have, again, this again, this is just me looking at data points throughout the last couple of years, right? When President Trump came in, there was a 16-year plan, and it started with eight years of Obama, and when it was supposed to go to Hillary Clinton. Guess what happened? Mm -hmm. President Trump threw a bunch of shoes into the machinery, <laughs> sabotage that whole thing yeah, he did. and, and wrecked everything. So what happened was they had to cheat. They had to steal the election. Again, this is my, my, my theory, everyone I'm asking why. Okay. And when they stole the election and put Biden in, 
they're trying to get back on track, but they're so far behind and they're running out of time because the currency no one has any confidence in. You see where this goes. They were going to have a war. And they they have very little political cachet anymore. Right, exactly. And there was supposed to be a war that North Korea started. And then no one would be paying attention to money because we're all worried about if a nuclear bomb is going to drop on our house and we're not going to have anything left. That's that's where the chaos and the war and the power control from that central bank would be. Everyone would be just give us a system and we'll be happy. We'll take it. Okay. And what ends up happening now is because of President Trump and him throwing, uh, you know, the gears into chaos. They're trying to get it back and reset this whole thing. So the social credit scores and the the and then they bring about uh, the the COVID which I believe was 100% a political move to derail our economy. Does everyone remember and want to go back to the days of the, the 2019 and 2018 economy, the golden age of our economy? The only oh, two years. Let's dial those hands backwards, please. Uh, I want it back so badly. Gas was oh, cheap. Everyone had a job. We're all doing well. Everyone's enjoying themselves. I felt really good. What does it feel like now? Mass, vaccines. Do this. If you don't, we're fear, not. Fear, 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 fear. Well, guess what? That's my theory, Alpha. And I got to tell you, um, after the, the, the establishment of, of that understanding and enlightenment, I believe wholeheartedly that our job now is to start questioning everything. I believe so. Uh, and it's been so long since these people have been critically looked at and questioned that uh, it, it's it's long past time, but it's 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 a mess. And mm-hmm. maybe there is something to this whole great reset thing. My my firm belief is, yeah, there might be some global players trying to pull everything together and try to control everybody in the world based upon you know their power and their riches, mm. right? Not for us, not for you. You're just a battery, mm-hmm. right? I'm a battery. You're a battery. Make, make money for me. Right. 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 When you get a populist movement, like you've got, uh, these truckers in Canada for perfect example, Mm. what is Justin Trudeau doing to them? He is bringing the full weight of government against his own people. He's calling them Nazis. He's castigating them. He is going to prosecute and persecute these people. Mm. It it's ugly. It's ugly. Yes, they're a pain in the ass, those truckers in Canada, but good for them. They're fighting for their rights. Apparently, you don't have a right to do that anymore, and the government's just going to crush you. And they think, and what the scary part about this whole thing is, those people, some people in government think that that's perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. When you have a populist movement like what Trump brought to the United States and to the world, mm-hmm. to the world, He's like, hey, I'm a populist guy, America first. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. But he got called a Nazi. He got called this. He got called that through the propaganda machine to maintain control, to make anybody that followed Trump an outlier. And and you you're you're guilty of a thought crime for thinking that nationalism is okay. You're right. a Nazi. No, not a Nazi. Okay. So maybe there is a little bit something to that. I, I agree with it. But as long as you have people that want to be free, it'll never happen. Right. It won't happen here. So as I was saying earlier, uh, I'm, I'm being 
extremely uh, uh, skeptical. And you and I need to be brave uh, as we start bringing these ideas out because we need to be independent from the collective and, and ask why say no and say hell no. Exactly. Yeah. You know, stop with the fear, everybody stop being afraid, stop listening to people telling you to shun other people because they may have made a different healthcare choice. It's not that bad out there. People, the world is still revolving and it's not as bad as anybody thinks. Stop being afraid. Mm-hmm. Get out, live your life. Stop being afraid. Stop listening to everything that the mainstream media is telling you. Stop, stop, uh, stop telling other people what to do and start being respectful of others and their ideas and learn from others. That's right. It's important. Well, you know, listen, everybody, it's been a real joy to bring you this program. Uh, we need to be skeptical of everything. And, it's like if you had told me, you know, 10 years ago of all of the things that could have happened looking into the future, I would have never believed you. I would have said, good God, you must be some kind of a conspiracy theorist. Well, I hate to tell you, it's no longer a conspiracy theory when it becomes the truth. Mm-hmm. Be skeptical, be brave, and be independent. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to follow us on Rumble. Uh, Go over there. Give us a Rumble. Look for us on Locals. We're going to be on Truth Social as soon as that pops out. And come visit our independent pages on Getter at Bravo Golf 592 and at Alpha Sierra 288. Come drop us a line. You know, spread the podcast near, far, and everywhere. And uh, everybody, be brave. And uh, don't worry so much. (laughs) Amen. Thanks, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. Have a great week. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.